Welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm here with Michael Chadwick. Um, Michael, what? give me an update on uh, what's, what's your day looked like so far? Well, Coleman, so far today, I woke up at like eight and um, did a dry land routine with Team Elite on Zoom. Okay. So we, you know, had a Zoom broadcast and did our normal dry land routine together. Mm-hmm. Kind of got some updates and information, got to talk, communicate, and um, just kind of see how everyone's weekend was. Obviously, yeah. we're having a different kind of Monday morning. So, um, yeah, it, it was uh, a really good, you know, hour-long dry land, and then got to, you know, get some breakfast in and go for a walk with my wife, mm-hmm. um, staying as socially distanced as possible, but making sure we're enjoying the outdoors a little bit. Yeah, uh, got some breakfast in, and then play some video games, and now I'm talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. So let's let's take it back a little bit. So I know I, I've talked to a lot of collegiate athletes that were obviously affected by you know they had their conference meet, and then it was pretty much like a week of nonstop updates of this is getting canceled these are getting postponed eventually culminating with NCAA is getting canceled um what was that period like for you being a pro athlete who trains with a pro group yeah um I think for us it just kind of felt like we were out of it for a while because Mm -hmm. you know we were so distanced from everything but all of a sudden stuff just started getting canceled I think the first thing we heard was Maybe it was the ACC wasn't going to compete in NCAAs. I think that maybe that was the first call. And yep. so then I'm putting myself in, you know, Dukes and Carolinas and, all, and Louisville's and all those other schools' position. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like my heart goes out to them. And um, I can only imagine what, it's, what, what it would be like to not bring a team if the yeah. NCAA goes on. And obviously at that point, we didn't know that the ramifications of it pretty much spreading to everything as far mm-hmm. as you know, they were just the first ones to make the move. And so – Pretty quickly after that, it was NCAAs are gone. Um, and I think for for me, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that I was competing in college. So I was putting myself in these athletes' positions, and I cannot even imagine, um, especially to be a senior and to want to be able to make those memories with your, your team and uh, finish on a strong note and uh, I mean, my senior year in CAAs was still a highlight of probably my swimming career as far as looking back on it and, and what, it did for, what it did for my career as an athlete. And um, I mean, I'm texting some guys right now, and, and how do you move into a professional career when maybe you didn't have the chance to capitalize on that last competition? And, you know, now at this point, we don't know when the next swim meet's going to be. Uh, so I think we were just kind of all starstruck a little bit. I don't think any of us could have imagined where it was going to spread to as far as, you know, every other competition, every other sporting competition mm-hmm. postponed or were canceled. And uh, now we're truly living in a world that seems to be on a halt for the sporting world, uh, yeah. among other things. Yeah. Um, so how, how long were, was, was Team Elite able to train? I mean, are, are you guys able to even swim now? No, not really. Um, I mean, we're trying to follow California guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing is we, we try to do is take a step back and acknowledge that as much as we want to be able to train and we want to be able to stay in the water. I mean, you know, as swimmers, we feel like fish out of the water for out of the, out of the water for especially more than like a day or two. 
Yeah. Um, I think as much as we have the itch to go swim, um, not only are the pools closed, but California has strongly requested, if not mandated, that we stay in the house. Mm -hmm. So uh, we feel definitely a moral and social obligation to uh, the society and the better part of this world to uh, stay home. So we are doing the best we can, like having Zoom calls and and uh, trying to stay as active as we can. But like last week, we were pretty much able to kind of swim some up until Thursday night when they said uh, everyone's indoors. So once that happened, you can't really, you can't get, there's no gathering allowed at all right now. So uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of the first ones to do it. And <clears throat> I don't want, I don't wish it on any state, but I think for right now, it's probably the best thing to contain this thing and to widen this curve a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Um, how have you been spending your time indoors now that you are detained yeah. just home? Yeah, you know, that's, I think that's one of the biggest adjustments is, I think for, I think for swimmers, we already like our home bodies because, mm-hmm. you know, you have that super hard morning workout and you don't want to do anything. I mean, you might even have to practice that afternoon. You just want to go home and want to get a nap. You yeah. want to have your food. You want to have your time because you know that in like three hours, you're going to have to either go again or you have the rest of the day to rest and relax before you have probably a double tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, adjusting to now this being like my new routine mm-hmm. is how do I reframe that to say, yes, I can wake up whenever I want, sort of. Yes, I can eat whatever I want. Yes, I can. time is my own right now. But how do I stay in a regimen that keeps me active? And how do I like put away the things that I know that, you know, if I spend nine hours on my phone, I'm going to go stir crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and video games are a great distraction, but I don't want them to be everything. So yeah. it kind of feels like there's not a whole lot to do. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but like when you realize how short it ta- of a time it takes to get a good workout in, how short of a time it takes to like eat a meal or, or, or do anything. And there's so many hours in the day now, it almost feels like it's, it's at, we're at a standstill. Um, so my, my, what I've been really trying to do is, is spend time with my wife and, kind of have those moments where we may never have this time again to, mm-hmm. you know, really spend time together and go on walks and hikes and or the ocean if we're still able to and, <laughs> you know, yeah. spend those time together. So uh, it just feels like life has slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But trying to stay busy and get the things done that I need to get done is, um, you know, definitely been a challenge for sure. Yeah. Have, have, you know, with that slowing down of life, have you had any time to reflect on anything, you know, sw- swimming or swimming or not swimming? Yeah, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> I, you know, um, I think during my reflections just on the past few years and, you know, the news today is that the Olympics are going to be postponed. Right. And in my mind, I was just talking to my wife about this. Four years ago, when I didn't make the team, I took a step back. And on one hand, I'm very upset that I didn't make the team. But on the other hand, it feel, I felt like a, a weight had been lifted off of me that I had been carrying for one, two, three years, if not my whole swimming career. And you can actually kind of breathe again. That just happened today for me. So on both sides, I'm getting the fact that I'm not going to participate in the Olympic, Olympics this summer, even though I've been preparing for that constantly. But on the other side, I get to kind of breathe again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have to coordinate both of those right now to where you can, you can tell yourself it's time to relax some, 
and tell yourself it's time to focus on what's really important in this world. And what I've kind of been talking about a little bit, it's, it's really remarkable that the first things to go when all this started to spread was the sporting world. The sporting world was the first thing to say, we're done, we're stopping. And that seems to, to be a really like, crazy thing to me because sports have always been the thing that overcame everything. Mm-hmm. Sports were always the thing that no one could stop. You know, the Olympics only didn't happen twice or, or three times or something because of wars. But even then, they fought to do them. They, they didn't want to stop them. They actually wanted to advocate for the Olympics, even with all the wars going on. So those are the things that we put on a remarkable pedestal. And now, for the first time ever, everything's stuck. And I don't think our world really knows what to do about it. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know what to do with the world without sports. We don't know what to do without March Madness on the television right now. And it, it's crazy. I mean, this is, this is March Madness without March Madness. Yeah. And I think... For me, I'm trying to look at this as maybe our world just needs to slow down a little bit. And even in our priorities have always been about sports and business and finance and success. And maybe just right now, we're just being called to just kind of take a deep breath. And I don't think I'd ever wish a pandemic to do that, but maybe that's just what our world needs right now. And you know, I'm always looking on the, on the positive side of things, but I really do think this is going to be used for good. Um, I really do think this is going to be something that's going to bring our world into something better. Um, and as, as, much, as, as much as it hurts to see people sick and, and dying, I just really want to believe that after all this, our, our population will be closer. And you know, we really just want, as a whole, is for the human race to be more unified. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of reflecting on all this. Yeah, have you have you already felt um, that you know just just your population, your circles, um, getting closer from this? I think so. Um, you know, we as a swimming community have all lost this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all lost the chance to swim. Um, and I think for everyone that swims, I know personally, I've always felt like that's my safe haven. Mm-hmm. That's where I go when I, when I feel uncomfortable or I feel anxiety or I feel fear. The pool is always the place where I feel free. So, and that doesn't matter if you're a new, like a, a young swimmer or even swimming for your whole life and you're, and you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Swimming is a safe haven for so many people, and we can't even get into a pool right now. So I think as a community, I've never felt closer to everybody. And, you know, my heart really goes out to the athletes who were guaranteed to mail with them. I mean, we know a few that just have been killing it, and you just you want to see them go and perform lights out at the Olympics. And I was so close. We were so close to seeing that. We were so close to seeing history be made in just a few months. And we're going to have to wait on that. We're going to have to set our priorities straight a little bit. And that breaks my heart. Um, and, you know, we always say there's more important things in life, but that's a really hard thing to get, get over. That certain athletes will not get that chance this summer to show what they've been working at for years. So... Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, the world's in a different place right now, especially the swimming community. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know that you had you and Michael Andrew hosted a seminar. Is that what you did? Yeah, you we did like a little web webcast kind of thing and just talked about you know keeping the faith during a time like this where it almost feels like faith is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, can you can you can you tell me a little bit more about that? Kind of how how what you're doing to to stay uplifted? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I think one of the things I addressed was it feels like keeping the faith during this time is a little bit strange because all the things that we've ever put our faith in are now at a halt. Um, for most people, we are works, we're works-based people. So we put our faith in our job or our family or our health or our success or our sport. And right now, nothing is guaranteed. And everything is kind of postponed, if not canceled. And I know for for me personally, I have never, or I can't say I've never, I've always tried to not put my identity in my sport or really in anything else because I know that that can be taken at any point. So for me, faith is a much bigger thing than what I put it in. And for me, I put my faith in the hope and the faith of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for me, that keeps it a little bit more grounded because in times like this, it's as crazy and as hard as, as it is to understand and Believe me, it's hard to understand for me too. I just got to believe that there's something bigger out there and that even a pandemic can be used. Um, and I hate that all the stuff is being canceled, but there's got to be something bigger. And I think during uncertain times, you have to have a certain faith and you have to decide what that faith is in. And if you put it in the sport of swimming right now, it's not the best thing to put your faith in. So uh, that's where I've really been reflecting and just trying to find confidence and the Lord and reflecting and going back to scripture and trying to understand what is going on because I don't have answers. Yeah. Do, do you think that impacts your motivation in, within swimming itself at all? Yeah, I think it absolutely does because, you know, I think if it's right now, thinking about, you know, we don't know when the Olympics is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's really challenging as a, as a swimmer is our identity is a lot of times put in at, at this level, especially as are you an Olympic athlete or are you not? Mm-hmm. And I always hope to end our career with able to, being able to say I represented the United States on the biggest stage at the Olympics. And I was fortunate enough to bring home a medal from my country. And that was always my dream. It's always been my dream and it still is. But what do you do in a moment like this where that dream is taken away? I mean, we have athletes who have probably taken jobs this fall, who have probably already planned moves, who have planned weddings, who probably are going to have kids. And what do you do? A year is a long two years is a long How do you keep going? Um, and I don't have to tell you this. Like, when you talk to all these athletes, the amount of focus and energy you put into an Olympic year is exponential, especially in March. Uh, March and April are probably the most stressful times because it's the final work that goes into getting ready for the Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. Right now, a week ago, I was turning my butt off, trying to get one last little squeeze out of what I can get before trials. And now, a week later, I can't even swim. Life comes at you fast. And yeah. I think right now, we just got to kind of take a pause. And um, 
Yeah, I think for right now, I don't have any intention on stopping swimming, but at the same time, like, I don't know what God's going to call me to. And, you know, there's more important things right now. I think the whole world's kind of seeing that. So right now I'm trying to try to keep the faith, faith strong. And if I'm called to swim longer, then I hope I can. And I hope my body's willing and I hope I can continue to do it. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. So um, in terms of, of personal goals, um, have you... I mean, obviously this is change goals. And like you said, you don't know, nothing's guaranteed. So like, have you started setting any sort of new goals, you know, outside of swimming, just kind of in your daily life um, that have helped you kind of keep moving forward? Yeah. Um, and that's the coolest thing about this, this, this time is maybe this is the time that we use to make the goals outside of swimming. Where I, where I am a lot of time, I'm rushing home from practice and I'm jotting down all my notes and all my times and reflecting and I'm spending the majority of, of the day trying to figure out how to be the best I can in the sport. This is the time that I can use that to say, you know, what do I want to do after swimming? Um, keeping my motivation high, but what, what do I want to do? Do I want to, like, what am I going to use after this as a, as a new purpose? Uh, because swimming is not going to last forever and I, and I like to think that it will, but it won't. And the reality is, uh, like I'm married and who knows when we're going to have kids and, and her life is equally as important as mine. And I want to make sure she can follow her dreams too. And she got up and left and, and moved to San Diego with me. And uh, she's been amazing through all this. And she hurt, she's hurting just as much as I am right now. And uh, she just cares about, you know, what's best for me. So I want to acknowledge that maybe her time comes and maybe she needs to go somewhere to, you know, live her dreams and, Maybe we get to stay here longer. We just don't. There's a lot of unknown right now, and I think that's okay. I think we fear the unknown, but sometimes you have to embrace it to say, you know, that's where I look to the Lord and say, this unknown's terrifying. I mean, the biggest anxiety and fear is when we don't know, and that's where I need to have the biggest faith to say, keep me in line because I can't see two feet in front of me. Yeah. So I think I've always had the dreams of, of going into business, connecting people, and, and I've even had thoughts about going to seminary. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I come from a pastor's family. I've watched my dad do it. And um, I do have a heart for that. And uh, I just don't, I don't know. So where that goes, I think that's going to be really exciting these next four weeks to kind of dive into that a little bit and figure out yeah. what do I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have any... Anywhere of where that, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people are, are kind of thinking the same thing. Do you have, do you have anywhere that might, that process might start for you? Um, like in my, like where, like just like in my apartment or like, you guys, like where that starts mentally? <laughs> yeah, kind of where that starts mentally or, or what, yeah. what, what start looking into first. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, I, I think the, the most that I learn is from the people that know me best. Um, I love, I love reading. I love, um, I love learning. Um, you know, books are great, but it's the people that know you the best that can help guide you the best. And there are the most impactful moments that I've had is when I can go back to the people that have taught me the most and I can say, what do you think about this? Where, you know, here's what I'm thinking. I trust you. You like where, help help lead me whether that's a past coach or a parent or a best friend it's amazing who you know it's amazing what those people can tell you in times like this 
And I, I think the comfort that you find in the people that are closest to you is so valuable. And in a culture right now where we're social, socially distanced, let's mm-hmm. bring it back. Let's get back to the people who are closest to us and have those conversations where, you know, we don't have the answers right now. Um, but we can help each other bring, we can help each other bring us into this new understanding. Um, and that might take someone looking at me and saying, Michael, I really believe that you need to do this. And I just want to tell you that you're really good at this and you know, you're not so good at this. And this is what I'm doing because as much as we hate hearing that, and as much as we want to be our own God, that doesn't always work. And sometimes the best advice comes from the people closest to us. And so, um, I think that's where I'm going to move into is just kind of embracing a lot of the people that I've formed relationships with over these times. And a majority of them are in the swimming community and uh, just kind of move into what that looks like. But I still have a really big passion for the sport and I don't want to stop. Um, I don't think any of us should run from this right now. I don't think any of us should, should hear the Olympics being canceled or postponed this summer and say, I'm done. I don't think that should be immediately the reaction. Um, I think we need to move slowly into what our decisions are because there's a lot of unknown right now and it's easy to rush into decisions, but growth is the most important thing right now. Mental health and uh, security and uh, let's just we'll focus on relationships a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I think, I think my encouragement goes out to people who are just really hurting right now. Um, again, like we're talking right now that the news broke two hours ago. There's a lot of people right now who are really fearful for the future. And my advice is me too. Um, That's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be uncertain. We didn't, no one wanted this. No one planned for this. I mean, how could you? Um, Mm -hmm. We have to do a better job of reaching out to one another and paying attention to what really matters right now. Um, and I really want to believe that the Olympics are going to happen in 2021 or 2022. And it's going to be amazing. And everyone's going to get their shot to achieve their dreams. But I think let's just take a step back right now and, and just work on ourselves and growing and, and the people around us. So thank you. To, I think I said this yesterday on the podcast, but thank you to parents. I mean, I'm not one right now, but I can only imagine what it would be like to be a parent through all this because you love your child more than anything else in the world and watching them, you know, my parents are feeling the same way right now about me and the heartbreak that comes with wanting so much for your child's dreams to succeed or the, or the fear of what's going on outside with this pandemic and, and making them feel secure. And some children, most children are feeling the same thing about their parents. I mean, there's so much going on right now that I just want to encourage everyone to, you know, focus on our health and our mental security and, and also just relationships. So, uh, but yeah, thank you to parents. That's, that's a huge thing I've just been feeling over and over again. It's just, yeah, thank you to parents. And, and let's just not be afraid for this. Let's just walk strongly and, and, and securely. And, and let's just know that um, even though you walk down the shadow of the valley of death, we shall not fear anything because he's with us. So I think there's light in this. I think there's, there's uh, truth in this. And yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Bill. I appreciate your time. And thanks, Swim Swam, for keeping us updated. <laughs>